machine. Time is now eight minutes past two o'clock, and uh, it's time Hello, for Emily. it's time for this week's uh, Tuesday report uh, with Andrew Dembina on this uh, Tuesday afternoon. Right. Uh, so this week, Andrew Dembina talks to Olivia Elza, the head chef at Lonvol Restaurant at the Saint Regis uh, Hong Kong Hotel, on his edgy French cuisine, and he recalls working with some of the great chefs in France. Hello, I'm Olivier from uh, Lonvol. Lonvol is open for now almost one year in April. I was very early on involved uh, about everything, like the design, uh, like the kitchen, like the concept. You know, it's not often in, in Hong Kong you have such a beautiful project that you can start from scratch. And uh, the chance I had is with the owners and of course with Marriott to decide together uh, that we want to do a concept which is of course a fine dining, but a modern fine dining where different view. On one side of the service you can see the kitchen, on the other side you can be a bit more, uh, I will say, peaceful. You have enough space in between each table because we work a lot on this mm. to make sure everyone has his own privacy and of course for me the idea is that I know what Hong Kong people expect since I'm here for 11 years yeah. and I think it's very very important to bring something new to the table mm. so I think we keep our our route which is French and uh, fine dining and modern but I think of course uh, it's very important to to have a, always a twist uh, in uh, no matter what you do in terms of seasoning or in terms of, mm. of dish to bring something new so you worked for Robuchon L'Atelier de Robuchon yes of course that was part of a concept by famous uh, yeah. Late now, unfortunately, yes. Yes. Um, master of cuisine. You worked also for yeah. uh, the Pierre Gagné restaurant, yes. Pierre, but you also had your own restaurant, yes. uh, Season. For people who know you, because you had a great reputation there, yes. how would you compare? what you were doing there to what you're doing here food-wise? First of all, for me, uh, Mr. Robuchon was my mentor. So I think for me, he has a very important touch in my life. Of course, as you know, he, he's gone, but for me, he's always with me. Uh, I was very proud to work for him. Of course, for Pierre Gagnier too, but sometimes, you know, you have more affinity with one and not mm. others. But I like with uh, Mr. Robuchon is that uh, he brings you to what's the most important, which is the guest, the guest and the guest. Uh, you know, he was 73 years old. He was still excited when he see customer and when mm. the restaurant was full. And I think for a young chef, this gives you also an inspiration to say, that, you know, yes, it's important, you know, medias, yes, it's important, you know, to, to be shining on the social media or in your restaurant. But at the end of the day, you know, you, always, you still have to keep this excitement for, the, for your customer. For me, I always have my own style. Even I work with Pierre Gagnier or different chefs, yeah. I always had my own touch. So I was good to working with them. It was mm. a very good process for me to learn with them. Mm. But of course, I had my own touch. And yeah. also season, in, if you think about it, it was... Uh, me trying to open a restaurant which was casual. So for me it was a very good transition to going to going from a free mission stars to a casual restaurant yeah. to a little bit practice some of my dishes to you know to, to, to get my style because it takes time. Uh, when you're young you, you're thinking a lot about technique and everything when some sometimes people just want to enjoy straightforward uh, you know flavors. Yeah. And so for me definitely it's part of my journey and uh, I think I like uh, season because it was a beautiful restaurant. Uh, but of course for me I will say L'envol is, is totally different in the approach and the mindset. You know, the concept of season was more to Olivier Elzer bring, uh, you know, a simple French cuisine with an international touch and in a casual way. Mm. At L'envol, we are doing more like we're using, of course, uh, the best product, but also we're trying, you know, to, uh, to surprise the customer by some seasoning. There are some dishes uh, that you can have that you never see before. I'm the brand of every single dish I create. And of course, for me, it's important to keep my own style. Of course, seasonal is a big input, you know, in French 
In France, I will say you have three big inputs, which is the seasonal items, which we have to respect. We are, for example, now we're starting the white asparagus, the green asparagus, the green peas starting. So I think we have to do beautiful recipe with those. Mm. The second is to input some French classic, which is French classic, but you interpret them in your way, yeah. uh, in the 2020 way. And of course, the last input, which is the most important for me, it's my input and it's dishes that you will try that you never see before. And of course that, uh, you know, and somehow it's very personal to me. Uh, you know, when you go to Robuchon, when you go to Pierre Gagnier or to Olivier Elzer, when you try some dishes, it's something that you never see before. Right. And that's what I like as well. Um, L'envol means the flight in French. What's the idea behind the name? Okay, so it's, it's not exactly the flight. It means like the take off of the plane. Uh, L'envol means is when the plane is about to flying and it's this movement. So it's like an ongoing movement. And actually for us it's a metaphor mm -hmm. where actually you take a seat at L'envol, you enjoy the culinary journey of L'envol and the whole experience. So of course uh, in France we love to do metaphor. Mm. Uh, so technically of course it's called l'envol, which is technically a plane taking off, nice. but it's a little bit the same idea about the culinary journey. So when we start uh, one year ago, mm. uh, we, we decided to have uh, three menus for dinner, and of course the, the set lunch, which is because you know in lunch people want to eat fast. And of course for me uh, each menu has a journey mm. uh, where you know you can find all the signature dish which are my classic. You can find the prestige menu which is also the caviar menu, uh, and we have the découverte menu. And all those ones, you have to enjoy the journey where we're having different mindsets about each menu. And after, it's all about your mood to choose the one you like. I love caviar and champagne. Yeah. Caviar, truffle, and all those exceptional products uh, are very rare, uh, are very unique. And, you know, uh, since caviar is farmed now, mm. you have actually beautiful farm everywhere. And I think, uh, you know, before, it was more like I offer you one caviar, one kind. And, for example, now in Lombol, you can have five, six, seven different caviars. Uh, we are also having a liquid caviar. Uh, we have a paste caviar, which is uh, a lot of different items around the caviar. And I think we are, we are a bit specialized in, uh, in caviar because, first of all, I love it. And I think also I can see the response of the customer. You know, Hong Kong people, when they go to a French restaurant, which is modern, with an international touch, it's important to have those type of products. We're using this liquid caviar from Petrosian, which is actually a very unique texture of caviar, which is mixed. Uh, and of course, they, they use a caviar, which is more mature. That's why they mix it together. And it gives you a, a very interesting touch with some strong, uh, I will say more strong flavors uh, combination that you can do. Would that be used for sauces? How would you use a liquid caviar? Yeah, I, I will use it as a glaze. For example, uh, you know, beef and uh, beef and caviar, mm. it's a classic, can be a French classic. But I think for me, it's very important to get a caviar who is strong enough in terms of salt and, and, and you know, strength mm. to make sure to balance with the beef. And the liquid caviar, for example, is one of an example that you have this balance, which is much mm. better than to having something a bit too light. So the prestige menu, yes. which has caviar, yes. is your fascination around yes. the different varieties. Yes. And somebody told me yes. that you have a love for the form of circles and bubbles, yeah. yes. which is something that appears in champagne bubbles yes. and caviar bubbles. Is that true? Yeah, it's true. And I think, you know, they're all linked together. You know, if you see our tablecloth, actually, you have the, the small bubble. And uh, I think they are beautiful tablecloth where actually you can find all those little touch. Mm. Because I think that's also what sometimes customers can expect. Mm. You know, we did uh, with, um, we know, the, the, the Cristal de Paris, mm. uh, some glass with some bubble of champagne as well. And 
And when the chef is going around the tables talking to the customers, they may notice that yes. on his forearm, yes, exactly. also yes. the, the, the motif of yes. bubbles is there. Yeah, exactly. So many bubbles there, definitely. <laughs> right. Okay. Knowing the Hong Kong scene, as you do from working here for 11 years, did you see that there were some things missing in elevated French cuisine that you could be inspired to make appear with the new restaurant? To be honest, uh, what I like in Hong Kong is, you know, I've been here for 11 years and it's an ongoing process. The expectation is changing all the time. You know, people are getting more mature about the market. Yeah. You know, for example, uh, 11 years ago, I remember people were saying, ah, oh, French cheese are a bit too strong mm. or French oyster are a bit too salty. Yeah. Now people eat the strong cheese and they find it not enough strong, you know. So of course, it's, uh, it's just an example, but I think it's to us to be um, enough sensitive to feeling that the market is evolving. And I think this is how to stay in the game. I think there's beautiful Western Hong Kong, beautiful fine dining, beautiful chefs. What I like in Hong Kong and why I don't call them my competitors is because, you know, we are all to this segment, which is French fine dining or fine dining, but we're cooking so different from one to the others that there's no, there's no, there's no need to, uh, to be against each other. And I think for me, uh, at the end of the day, it's a customer who I've been happy with. And you know, Hong Kong people are very selective in what they want, mm. know what they're looking for. I think it's about mindset. Yes, in France, I will say French people love our French classic and, uh, you know, the beauty of l'élégance à la française. But I think, yeah, I think the, gen, the young generation, it takes much better the fact that we have to have some modernity. Mm. But I think they have to be ready and they like to choose it. Do you have any diners or customers who you know yes. are going to always prefer the things that are not quite so contemporary, do you think? Uh, no, yes, definitely. You know, everyone has different expectations. Mm. And I think definitely you have some Hong Kong customer which they expect something very out of the box. Yeah. And uh, that's the good things, you know, so give us the, I will say, the, the freeness to, to try to customize to make each table. Yes, we have free menu. Yes, we have some menu. But you know, I always input some small different touch because mm. it's also important in the modern way. To, for example, when you feel the customer, his expectation is, is, is twisting or is different, you cannot offer him the same. So it's to you to find it, to feel it, and to adapt it. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever get a very conservative request, for example, like for a lobster bisque? Or, uh, yeah. or I, I know that that, <laughs> yes. wouldn't be, that wouldn't be something that you would necessarily get excited about. Yeah. But somebody who knows that you've been cooking at, the, yeah. at these great restaurants for so many years would love to have your yeah. rendition of that. So, not really. <laughs> not really. Right. I have to say that technically chefs hate those. Yeah. But, okay, I think uh, if it's it's if it's the way you say it, which is like, hey, Olivier, I want to try your lobster bisque, yeah. I think what I will do is I will do a classic lobster bisque, but I will put some twists there to make it or in presentation or in the way that I present it mm. very different. Yeah. But I think I, I will not be offended. Of course, no. for example, the chef most of the time like what that you like what you what you offer sure we are doing something which is ongoing all the time changing regarding each table and i think it's to us to be sensitive enough to make sure that we balance this and i think for me exactly like you say some days you you want to eat something very classic and i think even yes it's not maybe not the place mm. if we can do it we should do it and i think that's also the little twist where you can surprise someone yeah and i think it's important would you consider pairing dishes with anything other than wine to drink in your restaurant? Yeah, I think so. You know, we used to only pair with, for example, a wine, white, red, or champagne. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm very open. But of course, it has to make sense in terms of history, connection with the, with the dish. Uh, for example, we know that uh, Mimolet cheese, for example, yeah. we have in France, match pretty well with white beer. Mm. Uh, so, of course, you can, oh, yes. you can be like, well, uh, why white beer? Yeah. But so we play with that too. 
But I really have to bring an, an asset, you know. And I think for me, as soon as an Antille is working, it makes sense in terms of flavors when you try together. Mm. Uh, if one is not overpowering another, I, I'm pretty open for that. Yeah. Having been in Hong Kong then for 11 years, what is your secret or not so secret pleasure uh, yeah. in terms of Chinese dining when you have a day off? I love uh, Chinese food, uh, but I have to say dim sum. It's uh, something really I, I enjoy at the, at the different levels. You know, you have uh, amazing dim sum in Macau at the 8, for example, oh, which yeah. is one of the restaurants. It's just outstanding. Long Kehin is amazing mm. freestyle as well. But it's not only about star because at the first place, dim sum is quite casual and you have some very simple casual, you know, like uh, dim sum, which I love. I like the formula yeah. because, you know, it's generosity, you have variety, uh, it's so many different textures. And, you know, this is where also we have to be humble as French cooking because there's a lot of other cooking which are amazing. Mm. You know, when you try amazing uh, dim sum, you have some protein, you have some carbs, you have some different texture, you have some different heats. And, and all those uh, combinations ma makes, you know, for me, a beautiful experience. And, you know, on top of that, if you look price-wise, sometimes it's very affordable mm. and it's very access to anyone. You're a chef who also enjoys yeah. being on the floor of the restaurant yes. and getting the yeah. reaction from, yes. from diners. Has that always been your style? Yeah, I think, um, you know, my personality is like this. I think, yeah. uh, to be honest, I, you know, there are some chefs like to stay in the kitchen. I, I, you know, I'm in Hong Kong for 11 years. Mm. Uh, you know, I have a lot of customers, which I know for 10 years, uh, over 10 years. And for me, I, I think it's part of Olivier Elzer and L'Envol. Mm. You know, a culinary experience is to see the chef there. I try to explain the philosophy mm. of my dishes. People, those days, I expecting this mm. I feel that yeah. and I'm happy to do it and I feel comfortable as right. well to do it do you think that's become more of a, a Hong Kong diner expectation compared to other parts of the world yes and no because you know in France normally the traditional is that the chef come to see you at the beginning of the meal and yeah. then he will come yeah. see you by courtesy at the end uh, I think for me now it's more like uh, it's it's not as formal as this and mm. as this is what we try to take out a bit the formal way you know you have to share the you have to explain what you try to do in, in some dishes and also sometimes you know it happened that you know a customer cannot like a dish mm. but for me what I like in this fact that I'm on the service side I can read the customer if he mm. didn't like it and I can adjust I can change or I can give him something else because you know it's not about not being good I'm not afraid that my plate was not good it's about like maybe the seasoning the way I put it he maybe didn't like it mm. and I think it's to us and to my team to feel that to catch it and to make the little change that we, we make sure that for the next course or if we're making him an extra course we find the right balance maybe one last question when a diner comes here for the first time who isn't familiar with your cooking yes what would you love them to walk away feeling that you will be surprised that you will be comfortable uh, inside the restaurant that you will feel that we care of him and i think beautiful presentation it's like a flow it's like a theater time where you know when you sit mm. you just have to sit it's a journey and i think that's for me the most important and of course when the customer finishing their plates and of course living happy uh, with a lot of memories that's of course still uh, what makes me dream at night thank, thank you very much thank you my pleasure Many thanks once again to Andrew Dembina, and he was speaking to Olivier Eltzer, the culinary director at L'Envol Restaurant at the St. Regis uh, Hong Kong Hotel in Wan Chai. And they were talking about uh, their take on French fine dining to Tuesday food and drink reporter Andrew Dembina. Many thanks once again.